Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And this is Austin calling from Redwood City. Hello, Austin. You're on with Damon and Ratto. Hey, how you guys doing? What's up? Uh, man, hey, I feel like Jane Wiseman hasn't had a fair shot the same as Jordan Poole, especially when all the starters got injured when Jordan Poole was, you know, shooting, like, badly from, from the uh, field, from the three-point year, from, from the three-point line his first year. And Jane Wiseman, you know, um, he had to fight for a spot when he first came in as a number one, as of whatever draft pick he came in as. Um, I just feel like he needed a fair shot. A fair shot. Um, this seems like the words is tanking to me. So why not throw Wiseman in the game? Let him mess up. Let him. Um, well, uh, here's the thing, Austin. We have to hang up on you because if you're looking at this team and you're identifying as they're tanking, you just don't know anything about basketball. <laughs> I mean, sorry. If you're looking at a team that you think is tanking, it's time for another sport. Go watch soccer where they pretend to be injured and score goals. There's no reason to take a shot at soccer. They, There's always a reason to take a shot at soccer. No, you just tanking. You, they're tanking. Not, no. They're four and a half games out of a two seed. Tanking. They're just not very. It's good. almost impossible to tank in the Western Conference, as it turns out. You have to really work at it. And look, has here. Here's the only element of star-crossed of James Wiseman's career. Whenever he might have actually had a bite of the apple due to roster construction, pl- other player unavailability, he's also been hurt. He's been snake bit by a few things that have really undercut whatever opportunity he might have had in that moment. The rubber has not met the road in terms of we might take a break on you or take a look at you and I'm available. And that stinks. That stinks. But he also has stone hands and he doesn't rebound for a seven-footer. And that stinks too. That the the idea that you know guys are supposed to get a fair chance that is not realistic in professional sports you get the chance when you get the chance and it's got nothing to do with it's your turn to get a fair, get a chance the chance happens by chance and you have to hit the ground running when you get that chance uh his rookie year when he did get some minutes it was on a bad team and then he got hurt then he got hurt the next year and then all of a sudden, now he's behind, and he hasn't been able to catch up yet. And maybe he never catches up. But the idea that, well, Weissman didn't get a fair chance and Poole did, um, there's no such thing as a fair chance. There's a chance, and it doesn't come equally to every player. Look, James Wiseman 
is still at the let's see if you can get down the bunny slope without falling over on your own skis portion of his career. Jordan Poole is playing himself up to double diamond black slopes and the chance to maybe someday down the road be an all-star in this league. Jordan Poole has the ability to score 30 points a game in the NBA. James Wiseman has yet to eclipse 30 minutes in an NBA game, I believe. So they're in very different tracks, yeah, coming I, from very different positions. Yeah, but I just, the, the, the whole argument about so-and-so hasn't gotten a fair chance. Unless you believe that your coach is an idiot, the argument about a fair chance had, has no merit ever on any team. You get the chances that you earn. Right. Steve Kerr will play the best player. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, that, that's not, that's largely not an issue for most coaches because most coaches know what they're looking at. Some are better than others, but it's a pretty high bar across the board. So if you believe your favorite guy did not get a fair chance, there might be any number of reasons for it, but you should stop waiting for the, quote, fair chance. When the chance comes, you have to seize it. And for a number of different reasons, not all of them is doing, James Wiseman has not been able to seize it yet. And that's one of the things that is so maddening to me about people who talk about the Warriors. It's They always focus on what does the individual need. The Warriors built their entire ethos on what does the team need. That's how they won four titles. That's how they've been the sixth final finals appearances. It's because other than the guys who have proven that they are vital to the operation in all ways, shapes, and forms. And that's three of them. Maybe four if you want to count Wiggins. Everybody else has to work around that ethos, which is, what are you doing to make everybody around you better? That's it. It's, not, it's no more difficult than that. It's just, are you making your teammates better so that they have a better chance to win the game? The 49ers fancied themselves a better football team today than the day where they lost D'Amico Ryan to the head coaching opportunity in Houston. What were they going to do? I thought Vic Fangio would be the kind of hire that would allow you to not worry about somebody else using the 49ers defensive coordinator position to just springboard into yet another head coaching opportunity. And indeed, that's what it's become. If you work in the orbit around Kyle Shanahan, you are pretty much a head coach in waiting in this league right now. And this job, Niners defensive coordinator, has created head coaches in the NFL. And there is absolutely no doubt that Steve Wilkes wants to be a head coach in this league one day. Probably will be a head coach in this league one day. Probably should have been the hire in Carolina because he did more... With his, this doesn't look like a very robust opportunity to win as an interim head coach situation in Carolina than anyone could have imagined. He was the pick of the players. But no, he didn't get the gig. And so here are the 49ers. Getting universal praise, Ray, for their hiring of Steve Wilkes. They like it. They love it. 
and the media wants more of it. Uh, this guy spent a long time at the facility yesterday. Things obviously went smoothly. They want a smooth transition. All precincts are reporting that Steve Wilkes, being the veteran that he is, will be able to take what he does and insert it right into the wish list of what the 49ers defense asked their defensive coordinator to, to do. And, you know, can you get two years out of him? Can you get two years out of him, or is he going to be one and done because the Niners' defense was so good next year? He is another head coach in waiting. We'll see, but congratulations to him, and congratulations to the Niners. Universal praise for the hire. Yeah, I don't think good coaches worry about assistants getting head coaching jobs somewhere else because it means they chose well. It and does, if you but believe, same, a little put, continuity goes along with it. Just, anyone would like a little continuity. Give me a three-year window where I'm not having to replace that guy. Yeah, but I don't know that football coaches think that way because they all grew up in the same system, too, which is, man, if I, if I make my name here, I'm going to be interviewed for head coaching jobs. So they all fancy themselves the same way. And the truth is, when you have that level of player at seven or eight different positions, whoever you hire is going to get he's going to get looked at. That's just the deal. Um, so I don't think that he worried too much about whether Steve Wilkes might get an interview in a year, because I think if he looks at that team, he's going to say, you know what? As long as I hire correctly, the next guy's going to get a look too. And the alternative to them getting a look is me having a lousier defense. So that's a chance I'm willing to take. Well, good for Steve Wilkes. That that job is absolutely a job that creates NFL head coaches. Just being uh, around Kyle Shanahan as an offensive assistant or quarterbacks coach or whatever the hell he wants to call his offensive coordinator when he decides to name one. And... His offense coordinator's name is Kyle Shanahan. Well, yeah, we know that, too. Um, The 49ers' opponents have officially been revealed, and we got road games to talk about. There are nine road games. Which city is the best road trip for a 49er fan to take this upcoming season? We're going to get into that. I promised some guy on Twitter we were going to get into it about 15 minutes ago, but we didn't have time, and we're not going to have time now because Monty Poole is going to be joining us to talk some Warriors basketball coming up next. Then after Monty, we'll get back into the uh, Niner fan dream roadie for the upcoming 2023 season. Real quick, though, let's go to John in Oakland. You're on 95.7 The Game. John, lead us out. Hey, uh, I just wanted to talk about Jordan Poole for a minute and get back to that commentary. We're talking about his basketball IQ. The guy's been in the league for, what, two years, and he's 23 years old. The Warriors are pursuing this two-timeline, probably the most effectively way they can. Jordan Poole is 23. James Wiseman is 20. Moody is 20. All of these guys are going to develop in two or three years while we still have the tail end of the prime of our best guys. I applaud the Warriors for what they're doing. It's layoff Jordan Poole. He's cost us two games this year. The development he gets will pay off in two years, and the Warriors are still going to be competing at the top of the Western Conference with these lineups. John, you know what's amazing, and thank you for the call. You make a great observation. We listen to Warriors fans, or we certainly read a certain section of Warriors fans on Twitter 
who do nothing but complain about Jordan Poole and the growing pains that he puts on the court sometimes, yet insist that they'll have the patient for all other growing pains, like James Wiseman's growing pains, Kaminga's growing pains, Moody's growing pains, Alan Smilagic's growing pains. Like, we'll take growing pains from absolutely anybody in the name of development. But the minute Jordan Poole makes a couple of boneheaded plays, it's like, oh, get him off the court. He's, oh, we can't let that guy thrive or grow or, you know, look at his, how bad his IQ is. And you got a lot of uh, low IQ fans is what I think we really got. No, you have fans who are looking at a team that is frustrating the hell out of them. And he is one of those guys who's frustrating the hell out of them. But there's almost nobody on this team who isn't frustrating the hell right. out of them. But if you can't also identify like, oh, he's good. You got a problem. Like well, if you, if you're if you look at Jordan Poole and you're evaluating what you've seen out of him as a player to this point as a glass that's half empty, not half full, like you're more than just a pessimist. You don't know the NBA. You don't know what actual NBA talent looks like because he is actual NBA talent. Yeah, and they're also comparing him to Stephen Curry. Which is an unfair starting spot for him. Yeah, but you know what? Life's cruel that way. Sure He's playing next to him. He's playing behind him. That's the comparison point. We'll uh, ask Monty Poole to compare a few things when he's nice enough to join us next year on 95.7 The Game. Damon and Ratto, we are uh, brought to you uh, by Bud Light. The Bud Light's guest line is where Monty's going to join us coming up next year. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
Deadline is on Thursday. We've got you covered all day long in the morning. Joining the morning roast is Tim Kawakami sitting in studio from, I believe, 8 to 9. Brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. It's been an awful long time since we've said hello to Monty Poole, who you watch covering the Golden State Warriors all the time on your TV. He's nice enough to join Ray and I here on the radio, talking about the Warriors, the trade deadline, and a little bit of history that's coming up in the next couple of games for LeBron James. Monty, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? It's really good to have you. Monty Poole on the Bud Light guest line. All guests uh, appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Got to get that sponsor in there, Monty. You know how it goes. Uh, Free Bud Light. I, I wish I could give you a sixer just for joining <laughs> us. I really could. I really do. Uh, let's talk about the game that we saw last night. And I don't know if we can point to any one game and say there is a fork in the road game for the Warriors because any progress seems to be followed by a little regression within a handful of games. But maybe huh you know maybe last night was a little sign that this team has what it takes to survive Steph Curry's absence and maybe even come in a couple games north of 500 while Steph Curry is out here that was a, a good performance over a not quite ready for prime time Oklahoma City Thunder team and you know Clay was fantastic Jordan Poole was fantastic Draymond was fantastic and Wiggins looked good yeah, I mean the Thunder. You know they're not a not, not a bad. They're just young. They're talented. They're going to be good in a couple of years. Right now they're mediocre, but they play hard and they didn't quit. And uh, uh, so the Warriors, you know, they when when Clay plays like that, the, the geometry of the game changes, and the defense have to figure out. Okay, are we going to double him? What are we going to do? And doubling a guy who plays off the ball ain't as easy as it sounds. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't always work. And so. Um, I think the keys for the Warriors in terms of their, their current roster, uh, for them to hold on and, and stay in pretty decent position is which two things. You saw, well, three things. We saw what you, what you saw from Jordan Poole last night. Um, I guess first of all, first and foremost, because he's now the playmaker. He's the ball, ball handler and 12 assists for him is, is phenomenal. You know, he had four turnovers, but they all came in the garbage portion of the game in the second half. Uh, so I think seeing him get 21 points and 12 assists, that is, yeah, I mean, everybody was saying that was the best game they've seen him play, and I wouldn't argue that. So you don't expect that every night, but the fact that you saw him actively making his other teammates, his teammates look look good and, and making them better uh, over the course of the game. So that has to happen. Jordan has to play well and not be a turnover machine. Two, Clay has to be efficient. Last night he was out of this world efficient. That's not going to happen every night. <laughs> but but if he can shoot in that sort of 50% overall range, 40% from three range, they'll take that and run with it. And the third thing is Andrew Wiggins uh, has to find himself. I mean, there are signs that, that he's coming along um, on offense. His defense is still not where it was last year. So uh, other than that, I think, you know, you loon just has to be loon. Draymond has to keep doing what he's doing. The bench has to keep doing what they're doing. If those three guys play decent basketball over the next three or four weeks, the Warriors will still be in pretty good shape to get a top six spot. Um, the the issue, though, for the Warriors in general, not picking out one guy but all of them, is that they can't get a role going. 
that they don't have games like that like three times out of five and they don't get get on a six wins in eight games kind of heater. Does it look to you after uh, 54 games like they're capable of that or is this just going to be a grind game in and game out till they get to the end? <clears throat> they're capable of that when everything goes well, which hasn't happened very often this season. You know, th- last night's win was the only time this season that they've beaten a team by more than 25 points that wasn't named the Spurs. And we know the Spurs are a tank team. So uh, that that kind of runaway just hasn't happened much this year. And they've they yet to become, yet to be three games over 500. If they win tomorrow night, they're three over 500 for the first time this season. So they've been locked in the mediocrity the entire season. And it's hard to see this team getting on a roll without Steph. But their schedule is fairly friendly coming you know, before the break. Four more games. Like the Clippers are going to be tough. But four more games against teams that they were that beatable teams, beginning with tomorrow at, at Portland. So um, they're all games that can win. The Lakers, yeah, they can win that game. So it's now the question will be how long will it take before Steph gets back? And it, it sounds like he's going to be back early to mid March. Um, and if you look at that, you're talking about a span four games before the break, another six or eight after the break. And then maybe you look for him to come back. If the Warriors can win, you know, can go, say, over the next 15, go 9-6, and six, they'll take that because that means they'll be 5 over 500 for the first time all season. So, uh, But if they go 6-9, and nine, then they're in deep trouble. They're in deep trouble. They're looking at a play-in berth, and obviously that's not something they want because your season then comes down to one game. Monty Poole with us here on 95-7 The Game. If defense's effort... How come the Warriors don't put forward the requisite effort to just shore that up a little? Night in, night out. You know, it's it's hard to criticize Steve. This team's had so much success under him. But does his voice still ring in that locker room the way that it used to? And, you know, is, is his message now falling on, you know, slightly deaf ears? You know, I, I don't say I don't think that's the issue because it's a veteran team, uh, and the three vets, Clay, Dr- uh, Steph, and Draymond, you know, they, they're all with Steve. And uh, so, as long as the three vets are with the coach, then the coach's voice is going to matter. Uh, so I think that's that's not the issue. But Draymond said something a couple of weeks ago on his podcast that that kind of I think has an, a, certainly at least an element of truth. And what he said was that he, he realizes that what happened between he and Jordan in the preseason took away some of his leadership tactics. You know, he has to be more careful about how he moves in terms of motivating guys and, and getting in guys, you know, getting guys to, to reach the next level. Whereas before, he could go in and just yep at people, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and get maybe a reaction. After that, you know, guys might look at him a little bit differently. And so... He's trying to figure out a way to navigate that and, and still be the leader that he has been all these years, while at the same time being aware that that one incident was so dramatic that, you know, that changes the way people look at you and the way people may take what you say to them. So um, he just has to be careful. And, and I think that's one of the issues that has hurt the team this year is that he hasn't been as effective a leader as he has been in the past. And you see it on the defensive end. He's playing good basketball. You know, but but his voice isn't really reaching some of the guys that as well as it did before. And basically, he's saying part of that's his fault because he's still trying to figure out the best way to do that. And I think you can see that on the defensive end a lot of nights. 
But how much of it is supposed to be his responsibility? I mean, the veterans know how important defense is. Uh, the younger guys have been around long enough to get the message, even if it doesn't come from Draymond. So what's the what's the bulk of the breakdown? Is it is it that they're not as good a defensive team? Are they starting to age out a bit on that end of the floor? I mean, is it really about leadership or is it about something else? No, it, it's a combination of things, but Draymond is still an elite defender. Uh, Kevon Looney is still good at times. You know, he doesn't, he has more difficulty staying in front of guys than he did a couple of years ago. So I think that, you know, you guys are getting to the rim with him that before couldn't. Uh, and, and Steph, when he's out there, you know, the effort has been good, but his defense has been okay. Uh, Clay has had, he, he's been inconsistent. He's had some tremendous defensive games. He's had some other defensive games where he's out there running, running in circles and like, who is he guarding? You know, so you're not sure what he's thinking and what he's doing. I mean, the Boston game, example, at, at Chase Center, when, you know, he basically uh, put Jason Tatum in jail, uh, that's the kind of game you want to see from Clay on a regular basis, and you just don't see it on a regular basis. Money. And Andrew Wiggins last... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, oh, yeah, Andrew Wiggins last year, the other guy I was going to mention, Wiggins is, uh, last year was, was a really good defender, really good defender. This year, you know, it's been hit and miss. And so uh, it's not that they can't, it's that they haven't. And when you see a team that hasn't been able to do it over this deep into the season, you do begin to wonder how far they can go in the postseason. Monty Poole with us on the Bud Light guest line. So do you think the Warriors throw their hat into the ring before the trade deadline, or are we looking at the team? No, their hat's, their hat's in the ring. Now, <laughs> they're definitely, you know, looking at something to do. But, uh, you know, it, just because you want to make a deal doesn't mean you, you find the right partner. And I think what the Warriors are trying to figure out and, and, and what makes it hard for them is that it's not so much about what they can get. It's about who they'll give up for what they got to get, what they're going to get. And they're reluctant to trade James Wiseman still because they still see his upside, even if it doesn't fit with this specific roster. So they have to tell them, if they're going to trade him, they tell themselves, well, he's not a good fit for this roster, which he isn't. And we'll figure out a way to get a big man who fits the roster whether it's in this trade or beyond. So, uh, but when they drafted James, they, their thinking was, he's going to be around for us. He'll be in, in his mid-20s when Steph, Clay, Draymond age out. And we'll have a guy, a big in the middle who can score, which he can do right now, and we'll teach him some defense. Well, that part's been coming along slowly and in fits and starts. So they don't want to, but it doesn't mean they won't. Uh, and other than that, you're looking at guys who basically aren't really getting much playing time because... Two things have happened in the last three or four weeks that changed their thinking, and that is one is that Kaminga's playing good basketball for the most part, and he's become a really good uh, point-of-attack defender, which they really were looking at trying to get somebody to do that, fill that role. Uh, but he's he's been doing it pretty well. He wants the role, and he's been doing a decent job of it, so the need is not as pressing for that position, for that role. And the other, to me at least, is that Jamichael Green, who the first part of the season didn't look good at all, now looks like he can contribute. I mean, he's hitting shots, he's rebounding, he's making defensive plays, so it doesn't mean that they won't, but having those two things happen in the last few weeks kind of changes their thinking about the urgency, so we'll see what happens over the next couple of days here, but uh, no, there is no urgency to make a move, but I think they're still looking at someone who can show up the front court. Slater reported today that the Warriors are now listening to offers for Wiseman, Moody, and I'm guessing that's got to be a package, right? Yes. Yes, and why would they look at those two guys? Because, again, they 
they're not really playing right now, and they don't know when they'll play and they'll, when they'll be in a rotation. And and Wiseman, you know, Jermichael Green's ascendance sort of affects Wiseman, and, and so that's going to be a factor there. And again, you know, because Steph is out, it's not you can't make a move because your your leader is going to be missing for you know three or four weeks. You, that's that's short term thinking, and it's dangerous. And it's a panic move. And the last time they made a panic move, it backfired in their face and they didn't make the playoffs. That was the Kelly Oubre situation. So I don't think they'll go that route, make a dramatic move because Steph's out and we need to get somebody. And so Wiseman, Moody, and, you know, a draft pick down the road, whatever. No, I, I think it'll be a smaller move, but I, I still think that they are determined to try and get someone who can help up front. And they need that. And we'll see what they end up with. Give us three potential names that fit that bill. If you're here using, here we go. That game, three names. Well, no, no. I, well, I'm, or, or just give me one kind of player and use a name just so that we can envision it. Because okay. I'm, what I'm, what I'm wondering here is exactly what kind of trade value do you get for Moody and Wiseman, given the fact that they never play? Well, you have to get. Whoever would, would would take those two guys are thinking obviously for the future. You know that it would be it would be a team that's not going anywhere this year. Uh, and there are a couple teams out there out there that are like that. And that's where you're looking at a guy like Pirtle in, in, in San Antonio, and you're looking at a guy like Kelly Olynyk in Utah. And they're different players, but Olynyk would be a good fit. His type of player in that he's six ten, six eleven. He can he's a floor stretcher. He can shoot the three. He's a good passer. He, he would fit the way the Warriors play offense. And Pirtle's a guy who was more of a factor in the, in, the, in the paint, which to me, I think they need that a little bit more. Uh, the way they, they're, they're built right now is someone who can be a force in the paint. You know, Pirtle's not a superior rim, rim, defector. He's a rim protector. He's not Miles Turner. But he's, he's, he's decent in the paint. And I think that's a guy that, you know, would again, that type of guy would fit kind of what they're looking for. So, and those are two guys who could be available. Monty, you getting any vibes hanging around the team as to what Bob Myers' future may hold? Um, yeah, the vibe I'm getting is that people are nervous about it, <laughs> and that speaks to. I'm just going to say if if Bob is to were to leave, uh, I don't know who in that building would be happy about it. Well, there I you mean, go. There's reason to keep him around right there. I would think. Yeah, 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 and so I just don't. I think if that yeah, if he were to walk, I, I think there'd be a lot of people in there going, Okay, what do we think what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Um <clears throat> because think about it and they that championship they won last year was a surprise to most everybody. And usually that's when you give your general manager a bump, you know, at that point. We won a championship we didn't see coming. Okay, here's your new contract and it's a nice raise. Didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. So they're playing footsie with the contract right now, and you know I don't know if you know how active it is. I know they've they've been active at it. I don't know how active it is at this moment, but I do know that you know Joe Lakeham has to be careful here because he understand he should understand that Bob is not just popular with with the players, but also with the people he works with because he hears them, he listens to them, and so you know if if Bob is were to walk. Yeah, I think the the Trinity, and I speaking of Bob and Steve and Steph, uh, the other two guys will not be happy. And if Steph is not happy, and if Steve's not happy, then you got to question why you would do this. So I, I think they'll figure out a way to make it work if Bob himself wants to do it. Well, then let's 
let's ask two questions. Does Bob Myers want a bump into an area where Joe Lacob all of a sudden starts worrying about the one thing he's never worried about before, which is money? And secondly, if Joe Lacob is doing this because he thinks that it's time for a different look in the front office, how aware is he of the collateral damage and does he seem to mind? Yeah, well, I think to the first question, um, it's not that Joe doesn't, is not aware, I mean, not concerned about the money because there have been some decisions made that show that he that money was a factor and Gary Payton II was being one of them. Uh, not trying, resigning him was a money move. Um, but I'm mean, going to go back to the, to the Oubre move uh, a couple of years ago when, when Clay Thompson had the ruptured Achilles the Warriors felt, oh my God, we got to do something. You know, we got to be competitive this season. We got to do something. And they paid, overpaid for Kelly Oubre. And I say overpaid because, you know, there was his salary and then there was this massive salary cap, uh, salary tax uh, penalty that they had to pay to get him. It was between 70, 70 and $80 million that it cost them. And they did that. And, and Joe authorized that. I mean, and so it was one of those things where, and it wasn't a, unanimous decision to make that move but in the end they made it and so i think now yeah that makes it look like money isn't an issue it is but after that it may be a little bit more of an issue because of the way that turned out so um in terms of bob's contract you know if it's another two one or two million that shouldn't make or break the deal for for joe um the warriors are minting money you know Look at the value. The latest valuation is between seven and eight million dollars. I think it is. It's a billion dollars. Billion. Yeah. Yeah. Eight with a B. Yes. So uh, it's not that they're expanding the empire. You know, they got Golden State Entertainment. They're doing all these things. So um, I don't think you want to quibble with this. This is not like. I mean, when Jerry West left, there were people who were like, "What are we doing?" But uh, they kind of understood it to a degree. You know, they felt maybe the front office needed to grow, and 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 you know had. I won't say he'd outgrown his usefulness, but they reached the point where they needed the front office to kind of do what they, what it does, and they thought, okay, now's a good time to make that move. Again, it wasn't the most popular move, but you know they made it and they survived it. But if Bob were to leave, because Bob is the one guy in that building who can walk into any office in there and be listened to, and also make someone comfortable enough to believe they can talk to him, and you, every great company has somebody like that who can do that, who can walk in any office in there and be respected, heard, and also lend an ear. And Bob is that guy. And I don't know, if he leaves, I don't know who does that. I don't know who does it. Ray Ratto's our guy here at the station. When everyone is feeling <laughs> down, we send him in, Monty, to you know give him a little pep talk. <laughs> no doubt, man. When Ray comes, everybody listens. And, of course, we all know Ray loves us all. So, yeah, we got to talk to him like he's our daddy. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you. That was creepy. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Monty Poole with us here on 95.7 The Game. Always great to have Mon here. Yeah, Postman the, and Capitola said, great guest. Have Mon more often. Indeed, he's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, the Myers thing is starting to create a level of buzz about how involved Joe Lacob is now and how much more involved he wants to be in the future. And the general rule is, if your own, the more involved your owner is, the worse off you are. And in a case like Bob Myers, where, as Monty says, he's basically Switzerland in that building. If you can't replace that, you better keep the one you got. 
And so if this is just about money, Joe Lacob's wrong. And if this is about, you know, a butting of heads over players and Joe Lacob wants to be more involved in that or wants to get his own way, then he's wrong on that, too. There's only one way Bob Myers exiting the Golden State Warriors doesn't leave the Warriors with egg all over their face. And that's if, if Bob just wants another job, another challenge. Yeah, I mean, that's he, it. He wants to move on. There's no amount of money, Joe, that you have that is more interesting to me than pursuing another opportunity, which I have heard ranges all the way from... You know, him going to do what he did, but down with the Clippers to dabbling into the business of sports entertainment as not necessarily a podcaster, but someone on the production side as he's getting involved in, in you know, Peyton Manning's Omaha Productions. I've even heard that he might fancy starting his own talent agency. I mean, and, and he's the kind of guy who's smart enough and connected enough to go and do that sort of thing. The amount of options Bob Myers has in his future are as close to unlimited as a career in sports will allow any one human to get. So if he really wants to go do something else, that is the only acceptable way that the Warriors could ever land that plane to their own fan base. But if he wanted to do that, I don't imagine there would be the level of angst that Marty suggests is going on over at that building. I think he, I don't think he's looking as hard at any of those other options as he might be. I want to get a, I want to get a big bump and I want a, a little piece of equity because other general managers are getting that. And I've got more skins on the wall than any of them. And if Joe Lacob is worried about Bob Myers getting 1%, then, you know, then he's missing the boat. I mean, just, you can't let this guy go. I agree with you. Yeah, you can't let this guy go right, unless he desperately to wants to leave. Yeah. Right. I'm saying, yeah, you, well, you can't force him to stay if he doesn't want to stay. But if he wants to stay at all, Joe Lacob's job is to meet his price. Absolutely it is. I would agree with you on that one. We got much more coming up again if the Warriors do make a move. They're going to have to move a little bit of heaven and earth to do it. They have a lot of roadblocks standing in the way of them consummating a trade that would make a difference by Thursday's trade deadline. Uh, everyone listening is entitled to their own opinion, but not their own facts. Some facts about Jordan Poole's turnover numbers that you might be a little surprised by. And we're going to get to the best road trip out there for 49ers fans this upcoming season. And we got a couple of Super Bowl news and notes to get to. And, Ray, we're actually going to talk a hockey minute next hour. One minute on hockey. Maybe even a little bit more than one minute on hockey. Are you excited about this? No, because I don't know what the topic is. Hockey. I don't know what the topic is. Hockey. There's lots of things that happen in hockey. Right, but we do so rare anything that happens on a hockey. It's a flaw device. in the show. It's it's actually it's a it's, a, it's it's one of the reasons why people listen. But uh, we will have a hockey minute for you. So stick around for all of that in case you're interested in such a thing. We got much more coming up. Again, thanks to Monty for joining us on the Bud Light Guest Line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. If you miss anything we do, head to YouTube, search 957thegame.com. All of our shows are there. They're live. They are archived. The best of the interviews, the best interesting segments, the most uh, 
The most 95.7 The Game you could possibly want and dial up on YouTube is available for you on YouTube. Go to 957 The Game YouTube page. Click subscribe. It will make people happy. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. On 95.7 The Game. It is great to have you here. It's our longest commercial-free segment of the entire afternoon. So we got an awful lot that we're going to jam into the next 45 minutes or so here. Uh, current Vegas odds, Ray, to win an NBA championship. Celtics are your favorite at 3-1. to one. Bucks going off at 13-2. to two. Nuggets at 15-2. to two. Mavericks now 10-1 to one after making a deal for Kyrie. Warriors and 76ers both going off at 11 to 1. Clippers and Grizzlies are 12 to 1. The Nets, the Cavs, the Suns are 22 to 1 and Kings I see you light the beam. You're 66 to 1 to win an NBA championship. It's pretty pretty impressive all things considered how quickly they've started to turn that thing around. Still very much a long shot, but what a better shot the Kings who thought you know, this might be a year to tank a lot for Webb and Yama. No, they're, they they can play. They can play now. Yeah, I don't know if you would tank, if you would hire a new coach to tank. Right. And especially Mike Brown. Mike Brown's not taking a job where the assignment is to go 17 and 65. So I, I don't think they were ever sort of thinking about tanking. But after a terrible start, they've been among the best teams in basketball even though they still don't play a whole lot of defense. No one in the NBA plays that much defense. There is no doubt about it. Again, a 141-114 win last night. Jordan Poole, 21 points, a career-high 12 assists. He hit five threes. He had four turnovers. We're going to be documenting the amount of games where he hits more threes and has turnovers the rest of the way, and we'll see what exactly the Warriors' win total is in those games the rest of the way. He had the first double-double of his season, the third of his career. And for those who are saying, you know, Jordan Poole, all he is is a turnover machine. He's got a low basketball IQ. I don't like him. I just do not like the guy, no matter what he does. I just don't I don't, I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't Look, you need to calm down. He's still very much young in his career. It's year number four for him. And in those four years, it was not a smooth trail to lead to where he is at this point. Remember, he had his you know diversion back to the G League for a little while. And here's the deal when it comes to ball-dominant guards on this team with turnover problems. Jordan Poole needs to turn the ball over less. There's no doubt about it. So does Steph Curry. Career average per game turnovers. Who do you think's the bigger offender? 
Well, it's got to be Jordan Poole because all I do is see Twitter complain about it. Wrong. Wrong. Steph, 3.1 career per game turnovers. Jordan Poole, 2.1. Now, obviously, there's a lot more games played there for Steph Curry. But Jordan Poole isn't the basketball cancer that some of the dumbest Warriors fans continue to insist he is. As a matter of fact, the only real way to accurately bill Jordan Poole is he is the only promised next generation of great Warriors that you have. Kaminga's still a big maybe compared to where Jordan Poole is. Jordan Poole is a big part of your present, and he is the most likely to qualify for the Warriors' future. So you better get used to it. <laughs> um, I don't know if getting used to it is necessarily what you have to do. I think the one thing that people who complain about pools turnovers can say is that he's averaging more than a turnover more per game than he did a year ago. And that's kind of a thin read to hold on to because this is not a this is not a team that's going to have low turnovers. The that's thing that's not the worst problem. about Poole's turnovers are the timing of them. Yeah, I mean that, and that's it. It's just, they're not a great team in the clutch, which is last five minutes of a game inside five inside five points either way, and that's not a pool problem. That's a team problem. Um, I think the the notion that you know, that he's terrible with the basketball is because Stephen Curry is on permanent scholarship. He can do whatever he wants. He can punt the ball into the stands if he wants. Right. But that's him. He's uncriticized. Yeah. And uncriticizable, essentially. Um, Poole is just, he's an erratic player at some of the things that people want him to be. They're, they're not only comparing him to Curry, but they're comparing him to the idealized version of himself. Like last night, they'll say, well, why can't you do that all the time? Because that's an exemplary game. And very few players have exemplary games night in and night out. Uh, the truth is, Poole is not either a cause or a symptom of what ails the Warriors. The Warriors are their own symptom. They don't defend well enough. They don't rebound well enough. They foul too much. They do things that they didn't used to do. And people are confused by that. And they need to lash out at something or someone. And Poole is one of their highest visibility guys for good and ill. So when somebody wants to say, oh, he's a turnover machine, well, the numbers don't bear that out, except for the fact that the Warriors are, by and large, a turnover machine. Right. Somebody here on the text line is also saying, you know, we'll look at the Warriors' closing minutes and how sloppy they are when Jordan Poole's out there. Look at how sloppy they are in any sample of closing minutes. They're 28 and 26. When you're 28 and 26, you are a walking definition of not closing games out very well. That's what you are. That's what the Warriors are. The Warriors are an average team. So to expect any group of players, any combination of players, any sample size of a five-minute slice of any game to define them as, well, this is something that you can really count on, is, 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 is you're, looking, you're looking for something that hasn't happened yet. The best of the Golden State Warriors season better not have revealed itself to us. The best of the Golden State Warriors better lie 
in the team that we see when Steph returns to hopefully a better functioning overall basketball team by the time he returns. And that's when you want to be playing your best basketball. With about 10 games left, 15 games left in a regular season. We'll see what they look like then. But in the meantime, really, I just I can't take all the grousing over Jordan Poole when, yes, he is frustrating. I recognize that. And we get that you do too. If all you recognize is how frustrating he can be, you're scratched your own eyes out blind. You have to start seeing him for the glass half full that he is, not the glass half empty that you insist he might be. Well, the pro look, Jordan Poole, if, if you want to criticize for something, is that he's not the same thing night in and night out. He's not a consistent player at all the things that he can do. How many are in year four? Well, year four is about the time where you start to reveal who you are. And right now, he looks sort of like Monte Ellis, which is not a knock because Monte Ellis was a very useful player. It played more than a decade. Yeah. He hasn't emerged as the guy who you can rely on night in and night out. And let's be honest, Warrior fans are used to being able to rely on this team night in and night out. It's a high bar to clear. And the next generation of Warriors, Jordan Poole included, but not exclusive to him, are going to have an incredibly high bar to clear. Because they are going to be compared to the team that won four titles in eight years and was a dominant team for nearly a decade. I don't think anybody looks at the Warriors of the next 10 years and say, oh, they can do what they just did. Look, Steph Curry wasn't anywhere near to where he is now in the fourth year of his career. And when you just measure them against each other, like what did Jordan Poole do points per game-wise? What did Steph do points per game-wise in year four? Steph was at 23 points per game. Jordan Poole is only two and a half points behind him per game. Poole is already at 20 and a half. Curry, in his year four, was at 23. Comparing them at all is a loser's game. They're not the same player. They're not the same level of player. Jordan Poole will not be as good as Stephen Curry. No. So comparing them in any sense, other than the fact that one is following the other, is a fool's errand. You know, it's not about, is Jordan Poole better than player X anyway? It's, will the Warriors in the Poole era, if one happens to happen... Where, where are, you know, who are they? What are they? You know, it's what are the Warriors, not what is player X. Because they made their bones as a champion by being about more than the sum of its parts. And when you break them down into individual components, you're going to be frustrated. So stop doing it. One last point is we're agreeing not to compare Jordan Poole to Steph Curry. I'd like to compare Jordan Poole to Steph Curry for just one more instance here. Because... Poole last night, as Clay Thompson was going full-on bonkers, hitting 12 of 16 threes, Jordan Poole hit five threes last night. Now, comparing that to the dozen that Clay hit, it doesn't sound like a lot, but that is us being spoiled by the company we keep. Do you realize how hard it is to hit five threes in an NBA game? Steph Curry has so normalized hitting five threes in an NBA game that it feels like it's almost unimpressive. We don't appreciate it for what it is. It's a semi-special shooting night throughout the history of basketball.
You hit five threes in an NBA game. I wonder how many times Larry Bird hit five threes in an NBA game, or Reggie Miller, or Ray Allen hit five threes in an NBA game. I promise you it wasn't 50 times. No way. No chance. Steph basically does it every single time he rolls out of bed. When Jordan Poole does it, you're like, oh, well, that's what we require of the position. No, it's not. There's no team that requires you've got to hit five threes tonight. Curry is a full three, three and a half above the league in made threes per game all the time. So he is measured against the single greatest shooter of all time. And then the other teammate he's measured against is someone who's arguably the single second greatest shooter of all time. I don't know if you can be the single second, but the second greatest shooter of all time. Well, one of them. I mean, I don't know that you can definitively say that Thompson is the second best shooter of all time. No, I don't know I mean, if you can definitively say it, but there's but, there's nobody active in the NBA who you could make a better argument for. I'd have to think about that some. There are some out there. But I, the point is, Jordan Poole will lose both those comparisons. Period. Because people have their memories of Curry and Thompson that Jordan Poole probably won't be able to replicate. It's not about what Jordan Poole is anyway. It's about what the Warriors are when Jordan Poole is their signature player. And that has yet to reveal itself because he's not yet their signature player. And in all likelihood, he won't be their signature player for another two or three years anyway. So, you know, it's, it's not just a rush to judgment. It's putting the right scale to measure him on. And comparing him to the guys before him is not the right scale. Because it's not, that's not what the point of the exercise is. The point is, how long can the Warriors be a good to elite team in the NBA after Curry and Thompson are done? That's the only open question. And we won't get to that for another three years. So calm down, have a drink. And have a drink in your five o'clock hour. Welcome, everyone. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.